Yet again, it's late heartbreak for Wales as they lose an epic encounter against England. This week on the Attacking Scrum, we're going to be taking stock and examining just how far Wales have come under Howley. Welcome to episode 20 of the Attacking Scrum podcast and this week it's generally dedicated to us trying to cheer ourselves up, isn't it Dan? Yeah, I need you to cheer me up tonight. <sighs> yeah, I'm feeling like uh, you here. Yeah, I know. Well, it was that kind of a game, wasn't it? Oh, it was so, so hard to take, wasn't it? Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah, Heart really breaking. quite draining as well because the I think the word that's constantly been used knocking around the press is intensity. That's what it felt like, wasn't it? It was draining to watch yeah, it must well, have been insane to we play. didn't sit down did we we didn't sit down couldn't get a, couldn't get a seat in the bar though which is probably uh, which probably explains it yeah that says a lot actually yeah, yeah good, we, good numbers there mate it was yeah we uh, we being kind of a couple of Welshmen in exile we needed to, to seek refuge in friendlier uh, friendlier environments so uh, we headed down to headed down to London Welsh RFC and watched it in the clubhouse down there so um we had a couple of offers, mind, didn't we, to go to various pubs around with a few English people? Yeah, and, uh, I, I never, I never said, entertained I, that. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't do it. They said, "Why?" You know. I know. I've, no, no. I think I said this to you on Saturday. Like, I can't remember. Yeah, oh, actually, I can. The last time I watched an England Wales game in a pub uh, was 2011. Do you remember that Friday night game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got in a little altercation with some <laughs> every time with some posh English guy who just I don't the thing is there was me and one of the taff it was heaving pub yeah. in London and there was me and one of the taff in there and you know it was generally all really kind of good natured and he just turned around at some point when England had slotted a penny and said oh you're not so bloody loud now are you Wales oh god I think I gave him a little remark about uh Nothing off or something along those lines may have called him Tarquin or something there. <laughs> well, words to that effect. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt I felt like I couldn't I couldn't put myself in that situation and had to uh, head to head to uh, to safer environment. Yeah. Well, for us down here, there's only two options: either home, yeah, a friend's it. home, or or or, 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 or uh, Old Dear Park or the London Welsh Centre. But yeah, yeah. But no, it was good good atmosphere and yeah, yeah, great yeah, atmosphere, hell of a game. Which, uh, Quite a few English in there, mind. Yeah, there was a few more than I thought. Mainly made up of the London Welsh Ams playing side, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good few probably was in about forty of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, but great, great game. It that was has been said many, many times. It has. Yeah, have you have you managed to recover yet? Have you been the last few days? I haven't really, to be honest. I still feel. <laughs> I'm treating this as a counselling session. Yeah, no, I do. I need it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm really struggling with it, to be honest. Um, it was it was just there. I've watched it, watched the game back a couple of times, and um, it, it, it doesn't get any better. No, because you see, you know, you, you, we obviously know where the area, you know, you know what's kind of come up. But I think um, I don't know. We we kind of you, you kind of partly felt when you were watching the game that when when is the error going to come in from us? Yeah, and lo and behold, at the most it, crucial moment, it did, didn't it? And we obviously had a couple before. Yeah, key well, incident. But well, yeah, we'll go and have a look at those in um, in a bit further detail, kind of later on, and we'll kind of as the as the podcast goes on, we'll kind of have a look at not just England versus Wales, but more what the bigger picture is, what it means uh, in the grand scheme of things, what we can kind of take out of that performance um, once we've kind of got out of our uh, our kind of wallowing in self pity. Actually, another thing, while I remember this. 
<laughs> so post game uh, was in no mood to hang around in the bar and um, we got out of there fairly sharpish yeah. now when I headed home I was alright there's only one thing that's going to get me out of this and rather than a curry which I normally I was like right I'm going to have a pizza tonight so, and a bottle of red you said you might have had a bottle of red yeah no I, I opted for a couple of beers rather than a bottle of red which I thought showed incredible self-restraint yeah yeah so on the way on the way back uh, I'm ordering a pizza via an app on my phone and I ordered what I thought was a pizza with garlic mayonnaise dip on the side right which I'm quite partial to dipping your crusts in can't have a pizza without that for me yeah what I actually ordered was a pizza with a garlic mayo base <laughs> oh, the, it was this, like, this horrible consistency like tipex yeah. underneath underneath Jeez. the top the topping was sliding off it I went out the whole thing but I really didn't enjoy it like every mouthful was like yeah. begrudging who ordered that I've, I've no idea. It's sick, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I, well, I couldn't. I couldn't eat that. Yeah. I, in fact, I was saying that. Well, so. you had, you'd had a few. Yeah. Well, I didn't need to. But even then, you know, I didn't enjoy any mouthful yeah. of it. I said to I said to Mrs. Jed as um, as I was eating it, I said exactly what you'd mentioned. Who would order this? I said, oh, I don't know. Well, maybe people who don't like a tomato base on a pizza. I was like, if you don't like tomato base, don't order a pizza. pizza yeah. If you don't like the mixture of dough, tomato sauce with cheese and toppings, don't order a pizza. It's not for you. There's maybe, nothing to be gained out of this. Maybe the guy was a big English fan. He's like, oh, I'll just put, put, put the knife in even more to this guy. Yeah, maybe he was. <laughs> but you'd, you'd find, I'd find it hard if I hadn't have ordered it by an app. But yeah, anyway, that's um, another tale of woe from, uh, from Saturday. One other man who's uh, who's not feeling the best of spirits is our regular guest contributor, the mighty Murph. So I caught up with him earlier on and uh, and caught uh, caught his take on the game. Murph, always a pleasure. How are we? Uh, well, you know, I've been better. <laughs> oh, mate, I had to, well, I had to force that upbeat intro there. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a there's a similar feeling amongst all Wales supporters. Yeah. There's only one place to start, really, isn't there? Yeah, well, I mean, none of the other games were even in, close to it in intensity anyway, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. I, I think you're right. What, uh, what, did, what did you make of it overall? Um, well, it's very uh, uh, common, uh, commonly stated with everyone. Really, is that uh, is the best Wales have played in a while. Um, probably the best we've played since we beat them in Twickenham. <laughs> uh, but still, to lose, you know, in the last few minutes, in that fashion, you know, the missed kick and then uh, Cuthbert ball watching instead of looking at um, what's his name that. We are come centre. Elliot Daly. He's looking at the, he's looking at Farrell, and he should be looking at Daly. But you know, I, I, I didn't join. I didn't join in in the social media pylon on the uh, Cuthbert because uh, I, I wouldn't have picked him in the first place. But no, um, exactly. And I think it's got to that stage where he's got enough to worry about, hasn't he? You know, it's uh, he's well, got it, enough to worry about. It's, it's not really his fault for being selected. No, I, I'm sure you said in 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 some stage on your podcast that. He needs to go back to his club, have mm-hmm. some good form, and then come back. In between Wales games, he's not playing, he's not doing much for his club. He, he was in free scoring form, you know, yeah. scoring for fun. I'd be, I'd be beating the drum for him to be back in. But he's not doing much in, in the meantime. In fact, he's looking just as lost on the wing sometimes to Cardiff as he does for Wales. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I feel sorry for him in a way, but at the same time, the 
someone keeps picking him, and they should probably they should probably look at themselves, I guess. So. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair point. Are there uh, are there positives we can take out there? You say it was a you know it was a really good performance. What uh, what positives can we take out of that game? Well, um, I, I suppose the topic of uh, conversation with uh, Welsh rugby most of the season has been um, style of play and that mm. kind of thing, and uh, they, our backs definitely look better. Um, than uh, they have done this year or this season so far. Um, but I, I, what I would say, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, I definitely banged on about it on Twitter, is that running to George Ford, you will always get something. Yeah. Down, you will always get uh, payback from that. And that's where Liam Williams's try came from. Liam Williams is coming off his blindside wing and kind of Farrell was biting in to protect for George Ford. And that's why, that's, that's why you could drive a bus up the middle of the defence, because <laughs> Farrell was desperate for not for George Ford to be exposed, and Jonathan jo- Joseph didn't follow him across. Yeah. So, and and it, there was more, you know, obviously we did go the trial to that one, but there was more than one occasion where we were, we were deliberately looking to run down Ford's channel, like because uh, he's just a slip of a bloke. So he is. I also thought the uh, the back row was the other was the was the other positive for me. Mm. Um, which you know is is nothing. Yeah, new, I, when we played our best, our back row has been phenomenal. Yeah, because Moriarty was quite quiet against uh, Italy. He yeah. didn't play very well against Italy, and then he was completely he just completely opposite last Saturday. And and there's been a lot of lot of fuss made about when he was taken off and bringing Falato on, who hasn't played since Christmas Eve and that kind of thing. So well, it's best to get best to get your take on that, Murph. You're a guy who likes to shoot from the hip. What uh, <laughs> what, uh, what would you have done in that situation? I was as a, when I was watching the game. I was keen to see Falatel go, go on the pitch because obviously you know he's he's totally free Falatel. He's one of the best number eights in uh, Europe, um, but not maybe not necessarily in place of Ross Moriarty. Um, it depends. I mean, it depends what way the coaches were thinking. Because obviously they're bringing big England are bringing big heavy. Carriers off the bench all the time in the last 20 minutes, so maybe you needed more weight in the back row. I don't know. I didn't at, at the at the time. I didn't when he came on. I thought uh, Moriarty looked tired, and, and I mean he definitely put a lot of effort in, so mm. had every right to look tired. Um, and so I didn't put much stall in it. But a lot of people saying this when we started to uh, struggle against them up front. So I. I I wouldn't be too harsh. I'd be, I'd be much harsher on picking Alice Cuthbert than making that substitution. Yeah. The, the, one, the one that really hit me at the time, yeah, with hindsight, looking back and looking at how well Moriarty played, I think, I think you, know, you, you do kind of see the, the impact he had in the game. But someone mm-hmm. I thought was having as big an impact was Reese Webb. He looked back to his best and was terrifying their backs. Yeah. I um, mean, that didn't the, seem to make sense to me. We, 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 uh, Colin Murray is obviously a favourite to be Lions 9, but outside of Colin Murray, there's no one... In, there's no one close to Reese Webb. I don't think either of the English scrum master could hold a torch to him. No. And uh, there's nothing across the Scottish uh, side, so he's easily going to make the plane. I think he's when he plays well, Wales play well. That's that's the way I look at Reese Webb. What about then selection for uh, for two weeks' time? Couple of um, couple of big calls for Hayley. I'll start with the back row. What does uh, what does Murph do in this situation? Yeah, it's a tough one, haven't it? Because everyone's everyone's played well. I mean. Um, you don't uh, you don't necessarily need a, a, a bulky back row when you're playing Scotland because they're not well. They, it's going to be a quick. I'm going to say they're not. It, yeah. They're not a very big pack. They're a wrecking team, but uh, they probably are a big pack compared mm-hmm. to next to us. It's, it's just when anyone plays France, they look like they're a small pack. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, 
I, I, I think it was on Scrum 5. I don't know if you get the Welsh Scrum 5 yeah, in, yeah. up your way. They were saying they, they got a, Moriarty played so well that he's going to clearly be six. You've got to have Falato in because he's, he's an out-and-out number eight. And so you would left in the usual position that we've been in recent seasons of choosing between Tipperick and Sam Warburton. So um, I, I love Justin Tipperick, but the trouble is <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Justin Tipperick. He's probably one of the few I'd pay good money to watch, especially mm. <clears throat> kind of 95 quid a ticket, which is why you get a Wales-England. Um but every time we come to the Six Nations, Warburton now plays him. Usually, um, he was he was good over the ball again. I mean, they were working as a team and everything. But uh, I thought Sam was good on um, Saturday and Tiprick. You want to see him running in the backs and yeah. running at uh, George Ford in defensive things. But he's constantly when you play in England, he ends up tackling Nathan Hughes all day. So. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, I, I, but it's definitely a choice. I think definitely a choice between Sam and Tips. Interesting. And what about uh, what about behind the scrum? I'm presuming uh, Cuthbert wouldn't make your lineup. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I'm not. Like I said, I've said to you before, I, I, you you can criticise uh, people at international level, but if you actually come against them in real life, you realise you can't lay a finger on them. So you know that that I, I, I'm not in one of these Twitter experts, well, I am actually, I'm a Twitter expert, yeah. But uh, I, you know, I just think he, he, can't, he can't read defensive situations well enough to be in the big games yeah. that's, that's at the moment. So I would, but the only trouble was it was either him or Steph Evans and they've gone with the more experienced player on the day. Yeah. But, I mean, Again, George, I, do, I just think, I think Steph Evans should probably have had a cap or two by now. And, yeah. and then you don't feel so reluctant throwing them in uh, into a game like that. No. But I mean, uh, George Ford will be fit in a fortnight, so it won't be an George issue. George. But uh, George Ford, yeah, I'm obsessed <laughs> with George Ford, absolutely obsessed. <laughs> um, yeah, George North will be fit. So um, uh, the other thing I wanted, to, the other thing I wanted to mention was, um, and I know I do it every week. Uh, you'll probably tell there's, there's an old saying in uh, an old saying in uh, rugby union where. I think the first time I ever heard anyone say it was Jason Leonard, but he kind of made it up because he wasn't he wasn't bright enough. Uh, is the forwards decide who wins the game. Yeah. The backs just decide, decide how by how much. much. Yeah. And it's, it's a cliche, and that's because it's completely true. And we, uh, against England, we, Alan Jones went for a scrum instead of a penalty kick, which yeah. we could have got quite comfortably. And we got shoved off it all. I, we weren't actually shoved off it. I thought Dan Cole just cut across Rob Evans and got the penalty. He did, but you, mm. you, know, you, you take yourself out of that situation by going for the points, don't you? Exactly. You, you're running the risk of a referee's interpretation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we had a line-up shortly after, which we tried to drive and knocked it on. Uh, I can't... I, I haven't, I've only watched the game back as far as that, but I know from memory, the, you know the Dan Bigger interception? Yeah. It was, it was amazing relief on, the, on our line and everything else. We ended up with a line-out just inside or just outside at 22. Yeah. And Scott Baldwin hit the lifter in the back of the head. Yep. And the thing is with that, I know I go on every week, but it, it's like a sliding doors moment because we might, if, that, if he'd hit Alan Jones, and we, it would have been off the top, and we might have had another move straight down George Ford's channel, and we could have been under the post if we'd executed and, the, and won the game from there. If we'd executed our lineup, we, we, we'll never know because we, we weren't on the pitch. But there might have been a move which put us clean through or at least got us miles over the game line, maybe won a penalty. We'll never know. Instead, we're defending a line-out or whatever, no, it was a scrum, wasn't it? England, we were awarded a scrum. They've, they've exited, and we're back in our own half. 
There's well, a, it's a massive, massive sliding door in, in the outcome of the game. Yeah, you might well be right that it is a sliding doors moment. And on that cheery, uh, on that cheery <laughs> note, Murph, I think uh, I think we'll have to leave it for another week. But we'll uh, we'll catch up with you. Uh, we'll catch up with you again next week and look forward to hearing what okay, you're well, saying. I promise to be more fun next week. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, Murph. Cheers. Some interesting stuff in there from Murph, and we'll be dissecting a, a few of those points in a bit more detail. I think, like I said in the intro, though, Dan, kind of want this to be a bit of a uh, look at the bigger picture, really. So, as much as it's about England versus Wales, I also think it's about how far Wales have have either come or not come in um, in the time that Haley's oh, Haley's been in charge. You can see where this is going. Okay, well, no, it's not a you know, it's just a. It feels like it's one of those weeks because we're in between game mm. weeks. It feels like now is the kind of a good time to to have a look and see um, and see exactly where we are. Um, I suppose first place to start is it's another late defeat, which we've seen time after time after time. Why are Wales so fragile in these big games? We're not used to winning big games. I think that's a, that's a big part of it. England. England are becoming more and more like the uh, the All Blacks, aren't they? Mm. They just know there'll be a chance. Keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and the teams that they're playing against will make an error, or they'll force an error, and that's what they that's what they've done. Yeah, you know, we can say we, you know, we lost it, but they, you know, they have won it, haven't they? Yeah, they've I mean, gone yeah, out, they've be, gone out and played. They've to played be fair, right to the end. would Wales have run in a forty metre try if it was? Uh, if the if the tides were turned and Wales were at the other end and England had kicked it to us, would not, we have run in a forty metre try? Not the way we're playing at the moment. There's no way. And that that, that last the, looking at the lineup of that last try, the way they, the way they, the four or five players are scanned out against them mm. along the line. Even if we'd hit touch, they probably would have they probably would have thrown it in. And it was it was a sensational try, wasn't it? We can blame you know the we can blame that we you know we didn't run up quick enough and Cuthbert and. You know, Roberts was Roberts was in no man's land. Mm. But the, the the passing was something else. I mean, we were saying we we can't we can't stop watching that try. And that tells you everything I, you need to know. I usually it? can't watch any England tries, but yeah, it, you have to admire it. It yeah. was it was quite something. Skills wise, it was pretty impressive, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, just the way that that pass from Farrell. Yeah, the part the way the way that he just because he holds the inside line still, doesn't he? Takes it right up, right up, right up, and it's so difficult to get a pass when you're running the of, of that. Of that sort of uh, the pace that's on it, mm. and uh, and the width when he's running an inside line, you, you just you just got to admire it. How do we how do we rectify this then? I mean, this is the the eternal question, really. We have a habit. We it's usually against Southern Hemisphere sides. We've normally been pretty good in the big games in the Six Nations. How do we break this jinx of of kind of folding late on in games? Yeah, it's well. It's, it's 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 not easy, is it? I think we the bench has been has been mentioned a lot for for England, mm. and every single one of their players, yes, made an impact. And you know, arguably, not one of our not one of our subs did. Um, they do have they do have better better players, don't they? Um, they can cut they can come on, but but yeah, I, I think it, they it, pick it, a squad accordingly so that they have players that come on. And, and your can, strongest side finish. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, I'm not saying they've got. They're, they're, if we look at their squad against our squad on Saturday, they had players that can offer something very, very different. Um, and because we haven't played a lot of our boys, we don't quite know how good mm. or not or how not so good they are. 
So we're kind of we're forced into we're forced into picking safe bets, aren't we? Or putting people in that you know maybe you've got a bit of experience, but we're not putting the the boys in that are playing on form. And so then we get caught. I think a lot of it comes down to those fine margins. Personally, I do, and I think you've touched upon something there, which we talk about every week, and that's selection. Yeah. Now, selection is something that I've been massively critical about Harry for, and I'm going to stand by that. Just want to get your take on it first mm. in case I descend in some kind of rant uh, what are you you're very measured there in control though. you're trying to back. yeah I can see you going winding, yeah. winding you up that's it yeah just getting ready to open the shoulders up yeah. what uh, yeah what do you make of, of Wales's selections in recent times I think the selections have been very very poor over the the whole of the autumn um, because we're in a we're in a position now and it's it, well, it, if we, yeah, we've got to take it back to the autumn because we're in a position now where we can't um, we can't afford to, to to play certain players because we just don't know whether they're going to be able to cope in that environment. And it's and it isn't. You could argue as well. It's not fair on those players to mm. throw them into a you know a cauldron of an atmosphere where it could it could make or break them. But it, it, a lot of the time, it's going to be on a roll of a dice. So we're we're forced to being stuck with a pool of players that aren't um, you know yeah a lot of them are playing absolutely brilliantly, but some of them are a little bit off song, and, and we're putting them into positions. Um, and starting them in games when uh, they they possibly no one's going to turn down you know playing for Wales are they? Mm. No, of but um, you know possibly they they they're fearful really of, of of starting. That's pretty well measured actually, and I, I think to add to that, right? I think it's beyond poor. Selection has been appalling under Rob Haley, and you, you're exactly right. Going back to the autumn, didn't pick on form didn't explore the opportunities of trying players like Sam Parry, who's been in outstanding form for the Ospreys and subsequently doesn't make the squad. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make the squad this time round. Then you have Scott Baldwin coming off the bench, who's, who's a really good player, by the way. I rate Scott Baldwin really highly, but he's come off the bench, not in the best of form, and the biggest moment for him in that game is is a flat line. A comedy moment. Yeah. Uh, so you've got things like that. You've got Sam Davis, who is not either not trusted or um, you know not back to to be picked in those big games. Even coming off the bench on Saturday, bigger had an outstanding game. But when you need a try, even with five minutes to go, why not bring on? Why not bring on Sam Davis because he can unlock things. We needed something. We needed a miracle to come back from that. Well. He might well be your miracle player, but again, if they don't trust him in those five minutes, the time to the time to see whether he's got the whether he's got the the collateral to be an international ten was to bring him in in the um, in the autumn. Yeah. And messing around with with Gareth Anscombe in the game against Japan didn't work. Sam Davis came on and won the game, and he's barely been rewarded for that. Now, yeah, I, know, that I know I bang the drum yeah. about him every week, but it's well, about horses for courses yeah, and no, having so. two options. Yeah. And if you're not prepared to pick one of them in the game, that's that's not an option. Yeah. Well, you know, what was the hope that that England would be would be three tries down and we could bring on Sam Davis for for 20 minutes to to play around at the end? What you know, what what's the point in having him in there yeah. if he's not going to get into that side at any point? Yeah, I t- and Bigger I, was amazing. He I was totally brilliant. agree. But and we know with we know with Bigger, he's a, he's a he's a he's a winner. He's so so competitive, and. You know that he. We knew in that game he was going to give absolutely everything. I didn't quite know he was going to go as well as he did, but you, 
he was he was outstanding, wasn't mm. he? he? Yeah, could, no, he, couldn't, he, really he was. could not have given any more and was brilliant. Um, and I, and but, I, yeah, sorry, but go on. but we need you know we need to see um, what Sam Davis can offer. And for me, the most important thing is we need to see him start a game yeah. because starting a game is so so different than coming on. You know, this is just totally different, and we we have we haven't seen that once. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to leap on Go for on. a second to yeah. the Scotland game. Yeah. I would start him in that game. I and think that, not not, was, not yeah. because not because you know bigger you know bigger couldn't have done any more. He was absolutely mm. brilliant. But we need to we need to see Sam Davis start, and if we don't start him, then when do we? We don't. So then we go again, another cycle. And, yeah. and, and it goes on and on and on. And, and the same for some of the other players. We need to see some of those boys play. He's, he's got a free pass now, Hayley, yeah. to be perfectly honest, because he's not going to get this job unless he can prove something exceptional from here on in. That he can get the, you know, and that was a good performance, but we didn't win it. Ultimately, it would just, it would just right? show a really bold. It'd be really bold, and it not bold, but it'd be it'd be what's needed that we played we played really well against England. All right, we didn't win, and now we're going to do something different and not against Scotland to see some of the new players, um, and not stick with the same because we know that we've got quality players. But when we want to mix, when we want to mix it up and change the style, we need to see those boys have a go. Okay, we're going to come on to uh, to positives in a minute because I'm sure there are some that we can pick out of the of performances oh, many, as yeah. encouraging as that. But just to finish on the on the selection and the the kind of the head coach thing, the other big news coming out of the game on Saturday is the Moriarty substitution. Yeah. Moriarty was incredible, right? Absolutely incredible during that game. Fifty two minutes is pre planned sub. Fifty-two minutes. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very funny figure, isn't it? Fifty-two minutes. It's, 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 it's exceptionally early. Um, he was having the game of his life. I didn't think he would, he would play that well. Um, did you? I, I, no, especially I, I after didn't. his Italy. And you know, I think we all, I think we're both, we're both pretty big fans of Ross Moriarty, aren't yeah. we? You know, oh yeah. You know, he's taken to international rugby really, really comfortably. But that was a truly world-class performance. And people are saying that based on 52 minutes, he was man of the match, and I probably agree with it. it yeah, it was it was a brilliant performance. I also think that we need to pay compliment to, to Tipperick and Warburton, mm. who were doing a, a huge amount of unseen work. Loads of the sort of uh, dark arts. They were, you know, they were between the two of them. I think they're they're really figuring out how to play together. Yeah. And, and with we Mor- haven't we haven't seen the Tipperick kind of yeah with Moriarty smashing yeah, England it, players back over the Seven Bridge. Yeah, it was the balance that we. We kind of, I didn't think was going to be quite like. I didn't think we were going to be a balance like that, but it was something totally different, and it worked brilliantly. And yeah, probably as you were going to go on to say, and I'm going to pinch it now. Mm. We haven't seen the running of of, of Tipperick yet. Yeah. I think that'll come, um, but it's it's a really really exciting back row, isn't it? It is an exciting back row, and just to um, you know, we'll come on yeah, to come selection in a sec, but just to bring it back to yeah. to Moriarty and this and this substitution. Now I'm hearing it coming out of a few different places within um, within Cardiff that it wasn't Rob Howley who made that decision. It wasn't Rob Howley. And it wasn't Rob Howley. That that's a decision that's been made by by Robin McBride, and he controls the the forward substitutions. Jeepers. And again, you know, I'm only I'm only operating on hearing this uh, secondhand as you know, kind of a bit of speculation. But I've heard it from a few places now. Mm. That is surely worrying. 
Yeah, it's exceptional. That's, that's really, really worrying, isn't it? It's got to come from... Uh, I don't know why on earth it should come from, from, from McBride. Um, Howley, as head coach, has got to be making those decisions, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, can you put it the other way around? Imagine in that game, Steve Borthwick turning around to Eddie Jones and going, oh, I'll tell you what, bring Lordbury off. I said I'd give... Uh, I said I'd give Tom Wood half an hour in this game. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it's not quite as bad as one of us calling up and saying, you know, I think haul him off, he's... Uh, but, yeah, really, really weird, that. Yeah, and, again, you know, um, again, you, you're never entirely sure when you hear these things, but a number of different places are kind of seeming to imply that this is the, that this is the case. Yeah. And if, well, that, well, and well. if it is, that's, well, well. that's it for me, you know, if... <laughs> well, you were ready. You, were ready. you didn't need any, you didn't need any more ammo to... Yeah, to, I was going to take... Oh, you know, to push uh, Roberto Howley on. I would have, yeah, I would have taken some convincing <laughs> for someone to, for someone to yeah. tell me he was the right man for the God, job. I can't but, believe that, though, yeah. Yeah. Didn't I mean, see that coming. Well, there we go. Yeah. I, he, um, it, 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 I think we need to mention as well that the 52 minutes is such a, you know, he could have... You know, 60, 65, mm. yeah. But when it's Falatau as well, yeah. and not one of us that was watching that game said, what on earth is he doing? Yeah. Even though Moriarty was having an absolute blinder. We weren't up in arms, like, whoa, you know. It was sort of quite exciting. But yes, you know, Toby's coming on. So I think, you know. I think the fact it was Moriarty was the, was the strange move. You can understand wanting to get, give Toby a fair amount of rugby, but again, he's a player who hasn't played since December yeah and bringing him on for that period of time I mean I know he came back brilliantly against South Africa <clears throat> but this is where you've got to be able to judge the game yeah. in front of you well it's like now, an, it's an amateur call isn't it we, we were excited watching yeah. oh, Toby's coming on you know we as amateurs were, were excited by that as probably a lot of the Welsh public were as, as, a, as, a, as a coach yeah. that's with him all the time and you know that he hasn't played that's where you've got to you know you'd expect them to stop and go yeah guys you may have brought him on no way I'm not bringing. I'm not bringing him on at, 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 at that point. But you, it didn't happen. Yeah. So it's an amateur call. It is, and you've got to play what's in front of you because yeah. we both watched that game on Saturday, and I was at that South Africa game. Now there was one fundamental difference in those two games, and that was the the sheer. I guess it's the only word for it, but intensity. They were poles apart yeah, because yeah, that North Africa game you brought Toby off the bench and he came on and ran right but it was a bloody training game yeah. you know there was there was nothing there Wales kind of just about got um, got to click when Faletau and and, uh, and Tipperick were kind of were linking up together yeah that game on Saturday is no time to be bringing someone on for a bit of yeah you know to yeah. play themselves back into fitness I don't think he could have come on um, for any of the for any of the back rows, I know people. Some people have said, "Oh, maybe, maybe we could have brought on Falatau for Tipperick or <clears throat> well, it's only been mentioned for Tipperick. Yeah, for me, he couldn't. The, the the back row were working so well that he just couldn't come on at that point um, because yeah, he was doing the, the big hits, the smashes, because the other boys were doing a lot of the a lot of a lot of work. But he was working hard as well. Um, but those lifts were lifting everyone. They were lifting yeah. us watching, and they must have done wonders for the players because everyone was exerting. Was giving was giving their all, weren't they? And just when you see a level like that, it's like when you, when Hibbard used to, you know, when Hibbard yeah. would be there and smashing people, it would give a lift. If he was on the, you know, if he was on the bench and came on, would he have would he have had an impact? He would have, wouldn't he? Um, but yeah, there we are. Is he shoot banging the Hibbard drum again? Well, I, I, yeah, I just think he, he's playing really well, isn't he? Uh, and he's a scrummaging hooker. I always mm. I always like that. 
um, and somebody that can that can lift the game is him. Yeah. But you know we've got a load of, a load of good hookers who are playing in form. And we're not picking them. Yeah. Well, no, this is it. So I mean, I, I could bang yeah, Daisy, on about you know, Daisy, for instance, you know, yeah. if he, you know, he's coming on. He's, he's anyway. Yeah, I mean, we could bang on about selection all night, but yeah, I think yeah. there's enough, enough kind of concern yeah. within there. It is worth saying as well. The hindsight, you know, it's yeah, you know, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. But yeah. you're judged on your results and your and your performances, aren't you? And and you can only look back once the games once the game is done. That said, there have been some good things and there must be some positives we can take out of uh, out of the last few months and in particular the game on Saturday. What was your biggest positive? It was the back row, actually. Yeah. I think, especially if we're looking at creating a squad of 23 players who are going to improve with with substitutions, I think that you've now got some really fantastic options in that back row. And to have... I, I think it was a really nice balance between Moriarty, Tipperick and Warburton. Yeah. I think yeah, when Toby's fully fit, he will add to that. And there'll be in some great... Way. In a different way. Yeah. And there'll be some great competition mm-hmm. uh, for one of those shirts within the back row. I also think you've got other players on the, on the fringe. So, you know, I think that's... You're in... You're very close to creating a seriously, yeah. you know, untouchable yeah, we are. selection of players and that, whoever you choose out of it. You know, with Crack, you know, Crack and all young. And this has come about because we've given someone a go. Mm. We've given Moriarty a go at eight. You know, yeah, he played a bit of rugby at eight for, for Gloucester, but he's not, he's, he's not an out-and-out eight, is he? Mm. No, no, he's played he's, the he's, vast majority of six. He's had his chance. Um, he's had a couple of sort of mediocre games, never, never bad games, and he, and now he's now he's performed. So it just shows what would the other boys do? What would Steph Evans do? What would Hugh? You know, well, Hewitt's obviously injured, but what would what would they have done? Mm. In yeah, in that situation, given the Davis, yeah. given that they're uh, you know they've been the form players at, at club level, yeah. So yeah, generally I, th- I thought the back row was very good. The forwards in the loose generally I thought were fantastic. You know, other player Ken Owens and, and oh, Jake Ken Ball have Ken Owens was he was fantastic in that game. I think he's made that shirt his own now. Yeah, he really has, isn't he? There's no there's no debate, is there? There's no debate at all. And not certainly not at the moment. And I think there will be again, because you want players to come and play well on form yeah. and put him under pressure. He'll pick up injuries as well when he the way he plays. Um and we've got a good we've got a really good number of decent hookers. Yeah, we? I mean there's, there's a good number of Good hookers at the Scarlets, yeah. yeah, alone, um, yeah, alone at Wales. So I thought the the forwards kind of in the loose was was a good thing. Set piece was a bit different. Yeah, scrum. We had a scrum was a little bit indifferent, wasn't it? Um, we thought that some of the scrummaging was a little bit illegal. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not forwards or forward coaches or anything. You know, we're just watching the game. But there was uh, a couple of funny decisions there. I thought, yeah. but we, yeah, they they had the upper hand didn't they, in the scrum. I didn't think they would. Yeah, Ollie called it on on last week's yeah, pod, didn't he? That he, he fancied them to have the. I just think the scrum can be such a lottery that yeah, yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes a player like Tom Francis can have a fantastic game, or and other times players like Cole and I don't think there's a lot between Cole and Marler and Evans and no, Francis to be honest. It's just on the day, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. when it comes to the scrum, yeah. it, it comes down to how it's refereed and um, and on that occasion. Seem to seem to favour 
seem to favour the English. And we shouldn't have well, we shouldn't have even been having a scrum, should we? But uh... well, yeah, captaincy is another another interesting one when it comes to decisions. I know it's kind of almost illegal to ever criticise Alan Wynne Jones, but he got those calls wrong for me. Yeah, for me, for me, he did as well. Um, it's hard to it's hard to criticise him because he's uh, he's such a such a good player, isn't he? But they're on yeah, black and white. They were the it was the wrong the wrong decision, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I just think yeah, you've got to you've got to take those points while they're on offer. If we'd have murdered them at three scrums before, and, you and there's a chance where hand. oh, actually we could be on for a yeah. penalty try or a yellow card here. Yeah, by all means, go for it. But in a it game really, as tight as that, and it was going to be a strangle. Yeah, yeah there was no, it was no history with it at all. I mean, when we were watching, first it, like, scrum of the game, wasn't it? Ma- I think it was the second. Sec- was it the second? Yeah, well, second, maybe yeah, first yeah. second. Yeah, and we said this is madness, and um, and it turned it, it, it turned out to be, didn't it? Yeah, and I think the second penalty as well. Some few people have said, oh, it was on the edge of half penalty range. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was within his range. We've seen him stop them yeah. within that range, yeah. And um, yeah, usually we'd we'd have a go, wouldn't we? And you'd back him to get it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. Couple of key key decisions that uh, we didn't uh, we made the wrong calls on. There must be some other uh, some other positives within this. For me, it's mainly kind of individual performances. Um, Webby was something else. Yeah, um, in a, his, his decision making, his his attacking, his defence. Yeah, I, it's uh, fantastic, actually, isn't it? Well, we were saying who who's that? Hang on, is that? Yeah. Said, no, it's it's yeah. Webb. He was he's he's a. I know he's not a, he's not he's not a small scrum half, but he played with everything, didn't he? Um, he was right up there for man of the match hmm. um, and again he was, he was we really missed him when he went off when he went we? off yeah and we knew we would you know Gareth's Gareth's a great player isn't he but, but Gareth's a great player he's, he's not a controlling nine no he's not um, a controlling nine and he can win games as we've we've yeah, seen him do himself but he doesn't but he, struggled, he struggled to get a decent run of games for the Scarlets this yeah. season he doesn't know, there's, three, there's three scrum halves down there and he's probably been he's probably been the least effective out of all of them yeah so you know, it's not you know, it's not about being a witch hunt. It's just about you think that that level of performance coming from the players who were there, with a couple of tweaks and selection and substitutions at the right time, that game was ours. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what that's what that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? The, the decision making. There's few decisions. Majority of them, you know, we, we got we, you're going to get right. Selection. Yeah. And um, and substitutions. When to do them? They're, people are harping on about substitutions now all the time. It's you know Eddie Jones calling finishes. It's becoming more and more important, isn't it? And we we we're getting them wrong. Yeah, no, we're getting, I we're, we're getting them wrong. I absolutely agree. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an attacking scrum podcast if we didn't at some point talk about an expansive style of rugby and Cam Wales play it, which I know we've we yeah. kind of constantly come Scott back Williams, to. Yeah, Scott Williams. Scott, yeah, very yeah, he was yeah, very he was, good. Yeah. Uh, what about the backs then? Are we any closer to playing this all expansive game of rugby? We played more. We played more expansive. We played in the wider channels. <laughs> I, can't, I don't want to use that word, but it was it was a better, um, more expansive game from the backs. But it was still we still stuttered and spluttered mm. and and we looked we looked um, awkward at times. Um, classic one was when Jonathan out, out out wide on the left ran three part. He looked as if he, he wanted to pass the ball uh, before he'd even got going. You know, just saying, just run, keep your head down, and, and then pass it. I said this to you at the time, like, yeah. it's most unlike him as well, because normally if there is a sniff of the try line, he is going yeah. on his own, you know, yeah. and sometimes to his detriment, where he'll look to take it on yeah. when he's got an overlap. On that occasion, he couldn't wait to get it wide, which. Yeah. It, 
it's got all the hallmarks of someone that isn't isn't fully confident and isn't playing hasn't played as much mm. so you, there's almost a little bit of panic setting and you, 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 you offload it and um, and that's what he did um, so we were a little bit like rabbits you know caught in the headlights at times I thought um, yeah. but it was it, it was better than we'd seen yeah. so yeah we have taken a few steps forward but we are we're not oiled at all are we no um, so, so much has been made about the performance but if I'm 100% honest I thought it was a Warren Ball performance yeah you know it was was a brilliant in the a brilliant uh, at the breakdown, massive hits, uh, big, big good in the game. contact area, smashing over George Ford, and again when we when we came wide we never really looked like scoring. Yeah. But the that, one time we did score was a set piece move which was terrific. That, that was a brilliant brilliant move, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that you know that that's a real positive. That set piece. How many times have we we haven't seen a set piece move mm. that's this worked for? I don't know when. When, yeah. when did we see? We haven't seen one for so long. So that was we were jumping up and down with that because we haven't seen one in ages. Yeah, we see the other teams doing it. Um, the the power game. It was the right game to play against them, and it worked. Um, if we had scored a few of those tr- those tries because we left three out there, then it, it it wouldn't have been far off the complete mm. the complete performance, but. Because we didn't, we didn't, we didn't execute those. It's um, we're, we're going to we're coming back to this point, are we? Can we play? Can we play an expansive game? We're getting closer, um, and there is, you know, there's a couple of there's a couple of personnel that could that, that could help us uh, help us get to that uh, that performance that you certainly want to see, and, uh, <laughs> and, and a lot of us do really. Who um, who who are these personnel then? Well, it's, it's, you know, bringing Sam Davis is is one of them. We've talked about Reese Webb, um, the way in which he brings in other players. You know, he links he links the forwards with backs. He's got such a such a good brain on him. Sam Davis does the same for me. He brings in the forwards really well, um, and he brings the he brings the inside backs and the outside backs in beautifully. Um, you know, there's a reason why the Ospreys have scored so many tries, yeah. isn't there? And a lot of it's down to him. They score more tries when he's involved. Um, these, these are the options I'd like to to see, though. Is yeah. actually in a game like that against England, where it's going to be an arm wrestle and you know a very physical game. Dan Bigger was astounding and absolutely brilliant in in defence, and his game management was was good. I thought. So in those in those situations. You think, okay, right, it was the perfect, perfect choice to start him. I also agree with you that I'd like to see in a game like Scotland where we're going yeah. to go, actually, it's going to be a fast, yeah. open game. We're going to want to score tries here. Yeah, Sam like, Davis is the man to start. It's kind of like what England do, but in a different, in a different type of way, isn't it? They're not, they're not going to. They will become, you know, they use, they use Ford, um, they use Farrell rather effectively, don't they? So. They'll, they'll switch him up mm. depending on what they're playing against and we can it was, it was absolutely right to play bigger against England he was incredible we've all said that um, but in, in we need to be able to see what Sam can do in other games and then we've got two, diff, two different tens that can play two different styles um, then linking with our back row as well we've got two different eights that can play two different games and we're starting to then become a real real force because mm. we're not that far away we're really not that maybe is think? a that may I think that personnel-wise, we're getting closer, but we should be even closer because Sam Davis should be a Test ten by now, not a yeah. not a Test rookie. Yeah. And there's a few players in the backs. 
you know, poor old Cuthbert getting more stick again, but shouldn't have been out there taking that hammer in. We should have other options at wing yeah. for uh, for a big international rather than hoping that a guy who hasn't had a good game for anyone for three years is going to turn up in, in the hardest game in the calendar. Yeah. You know, that's that's not a situation that we should be in. But I agree, the, the positives are that you've got players like Warburton back to back to his best form. Toby will get there, you know, when he's fully fit again. Moriarty, you're now putting into that bracket and saying he's world class. Tipperick is, you know, really? is always yeah. a joy to watch. So, that, and again, yeah, and we are going to get there. And all the other options we've got in the back row. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 back in I, yeah, I just think that we, we're still, what's missing is that composure in the backs to look up and see what's in front of us. And that still isn't quite there for me. And it doesn't help when you've got, you know, you've got Cuthbert on the wing who's, you know, who's having to concentrate on his own game so much that he's almost doesn't look like he wants to get the ball. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, John Davis who's not played a huge amount of rugby and has, well, certainly hasn't hit the hit the form. And, you know, he's arguably not a playmaker, a natural playmaker of a centre, is he? So mm. I, I still think there's more to come in. I think, yeah. You know, I think, again, Halfpenny yeah. is a player I'd rather see on the wing rather than at full-back because he's a great finisher and he's really, really safe under the high ball. He's great defensively. But Liam Williams, I think, would be much more influential. So it's just these, these few bold it's, calls would make a big difference. It's minor tweaks, isn't it? It seems, it seems so simple. But I'm wondering, you know, is it simple though? Is it is is it so simple as to start Sam Davis and seeing how he brings in these how he brings in these other players? And if you imagine, if you're playing against Dan Bigger, you know you know mm. what you're going to get from him. It's going to be it's going to be brutal. It's going to be commitment. He's going to smack you. You know, the balls are going to go up. He's invariably going to win them in the air. Yeah. He's going to take intercepts. Um, he's going to rip the ball off you. All those types of things. His kicking game is going to be going to be good. With Sam, you, you you don't quite know what you're going to get, and I always think if somebody keeps you guessing, if you put yourself up against them, you're going to be a little bit fearful, and other teams will be fearful of playing against Sam Davis. So we've got to give him a chance, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we do, and I think there are these players in the wider squad, and we said whatever it was, three or four podcasts ago, were there reasons to be cheerful with the with the selection. You know, seven uncapped players in the inside. We haven't seen one of them yet. No, well, um, <laughs> yeah, we said didn't we? If, it is exciting if they get to play, yeah. and, and it, it could it could well happen that we go through the tournament again, and they're not. You know, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen any of them. It 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 could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, it, it absolutely it, could. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. And I but I just think that Harley has got to now look at it and say, this is an opportunity to see these players and. You know, we're not going to win the title. And if we do, we're going to have to score a load of bonus points in the meantime. So now's the time for, for bold selections rather than for, uh, you know, for constantly going with the players that that we know what they're able to do. Yeah, I mean, we, we, need, to, we need to win some games. We also, we also need to develop as well, don't we? Because of the future of this. We do, but I don't care whether we finish third or fourth. No, I'm just, just or second yeah. or third. Like, no, not... No, nor do I. But just because of the just because of the rank. But if we go out and beat Scotland, but, yeah, no, that is that, to be fair. That, so, that slipped my mind yeah, momentarily. If, if, but I'd love to say, yeah, let's just go out and, and have it as a like, treat as a development tournament now. But we still need to win them, don't we? But yeah. bring in 
make 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 some make some you know make some big change make some changes not big changes make make these changes we're mm. talking about and have and the biggest one we want to see is Sam Davis starting against against Scotland biggest on the bench if it doesn't work out on he comes mm. and 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 he can and and uh, how he can make that call early if need be like Eddie Jones does with uh, with his with his skipper if it's not working he's off and you know that Eddie Jones would would he'd probably take off he'd probably take someone off on the on the thirtieth minute. Well, if, he has done, if, didn't he? To Luke, oh, yeah, uh, to he Luke yeah. Borrell off in uh, yeah. in Australia. Yeah, and that's that's brilliant because it keeps everyone on their toes. Yeah, the, the Welsh boys kind of know what's going to happen. Oh, I've gotten to this point, this point, this. You know, it's not, and then it's not. If somebody, if you know that if you're not performing, you're going to be hauled off, and it's going to be a little bit of an embarrassment. That must have an effect on how you play. Yeah, I know it would on me, and it probably would on you, wouldn't it? Of course it would. I think it's only natural, and that. In a nutshell, is the is the difference? It's the the organisation and the yeah. and the experience of having a world class coach at the top. You know, look at this England side during the World Cup. The vast majority of the players were the same, with the exception of Otoji and a couple of others. You know, and a huge has come into the side now. But really, it's the. Do you think he's got his gum shield back now? <laughs> yeah, you might have. You might have just about find. Uh, <laughs> just about found it now. <laughs> You know, because this England side was nothing special under Stuart Lancaster. Yeah. It really wasn't. Yeah. And look at the difference a head coach makes. So you know, for me, I think my feelings on it are pretty yeah. clear. I heard a, uh, I heard that um, Eddie Jones popped down to down to Cardiff before the before the game to um, uh, Mellon's, you know, Gethin Jenkins' mm. um, testimonial dinner. Yeah. Did you hear that? I heard this. He, yeah, I can't remember if you told me or not. Yeah. yeah, he popped. He popped in, did a speech. Apparently, it was just brilliant. He had, you know, had, had everyone rolling around, um, and it does seem like you know he's a likable character. He's a niggly character. He's a likable character when he talks like that. Oh, he's. You know, we've um, said it before. He's like a Brian Clough, Jose Mourinho figure, isn't he? That yeah. He's amazing if he's your head coach. He's a bugger if he's. Yeah. And he just kind of says anything to to take yeah. the attention off his it's, players. The stat is stats. He just makes them up. You know, one day it's seventy percent, the next day it's sixty, and then it's fifty-five. He's just, he just, he's just playing you like a, he's like a puppeteer, isn't he? But um, yeah, everyone was saying how great it was that he went down to this speech. It was brilliant. At the end, they said, "Do you want to, you know, we'll pay for your taxi." No, no, I'll pay for my own. People love all that, don't yeah. they? And then he, um, there was no, he didn't tell anyone what he was doing. He just went down, did it, and came and came back. Um, annoyingly, he seems to be. Uh, he seems to be getting more and more popular, doesn't he? He does, but uh, well, yeah. And that should have been the game when we were listening to his listening to his speech. I know we've all been well, we've all been waiting for this, haven't we? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We've all have to wait on another um, another yeah. game or two. Uh, but that brings us to the end of part one. I feel like we've done a bit of we've gone from there's a massive arc there of kind of self pity into a bit of anger. I feel like these, you know, we're going through the kind, kind of, of feel grieving stages. Yeah, I feel yeah. quite cathartic, kind of reliving yeah. that. And, yeah. And getting it out, getting it out, out in the open. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. No, yeah, well, thank you. And um, and yeah, thank you for listening. And as always, let us know what you think at Attacking Scrum. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can do that either by searching for the Attacking Scrum or for or going to facebook.com slash Attacking Scrum. And most importantly, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes also because it's a um it, it just makes it so much easier for us so if you subscribe you'll get this um every week uh, as soon as it as soon as we publish it and if you leave us a review it becomes a lot easier for um for other people to find and do the old-fashioned ways i'll oh, tell you mates if there's someone you think would uh, would like this um yeah just let them know thanks for listening we've got part two coming up shortly